Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisner Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Star Wars Celebration is only four months away. We have to buy our tickets. We gotta get out to Chicago. And maybe you can come with us because you have found the Wretched Hive Podcast for Friday, December 7th, 2018, episode 76 of the show. My name is Steve Baldwin, and the entire cast is with us tonight. Let's start it off, as always, with the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. Whoa, good God, Stevie B. It's so good to be here. We're right in the thick of the holiday season. Mm. My lovely bride is, has a birthday coming up, a momentous birthday coming up, turning 25 again. Happy so 25th. Happy wow. 25, 25, just like my vision. It's amazing. Mm. And controversy coming up in the show, guys. Controversy. There's an imposter out there. Oh, that's huge. Oh, we're going to cover it. Yes. We're going to cover this in depth. Shocking news. Mm. Shocking. That voice you know, you love. He is a lifelong Star Wars fan. Ivansky. Oh, Steve, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. You know why I'm happy, Steve? Mm. Why? Because in just a few short weeks, I'm going to be rushing off, getting in line, and watching the next Star Wars. Oh, wait. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, no, not this year. Sorry. Uh, bum, bum, you got a little bit yeah. of a wait. I got, I got a little premature there. Um, yeah, just like every Saturday night. Oh, yeah. In the events. You know. <laughs> uh, also on the show tonight, he is the captain of the... Nico Rodriguez! Hi, hello. Hey, buddy. How are we all doing tonight, guys? Good, how are you? Man. I'm well. Damn it, you sound healthy. I'm excited to happy. talk about this in pasta. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's how I like my meatballs. We're gonna break we're gonna break some pasta. huge uh huge news. We might need to launch in a serious investigation about this. Good thing we got a an intern. That's right. We got some uh, we got some <laughs> Calista, if you're listening, <laughs> got a job for you. Oh and finally What the hell do you want? <laughs> Exactly. We have. What is it? A letter confirming your reservation at the Nut House? Dave! <laughs> this isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Under no circumstances. Cheap, lying, no good. Should you ever. Rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking. And I mean... <laughs> Dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant. Snake-licking. <laughs> Ever! Blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless. Call him. 
Harry. Worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. <laughs> Potter. Hallelujah. Holy shit. <laughs> that, that might be the best one ever. That's close. That's top five oh for God. sure. Oh, my five. God. Uh, I didn't realize he was taping me in the pre-show all this time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you guys oh. really have to take it easy on Nico. That's really not cool. <laughs> man. Well, well mm. thanks to you, Steve Baldwin, my yeah. favorite rebel scum. And You're very welcome. To- Thanks to Greg Lent, who did all the work on that introduction tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, good afternoon, good evening, good morning to you, wherever, whenever, and however you are listening to us. You have found the Wretched Hive, as Steve said. We are 555 tonight, and I I was going to send this around to everybody, and I didn't get a chance to, but I found the most fantastic like 1970s-era screenshot picture today when oh. I was surfing the internet as I want to do sometimes before I leave for work Mm. but it was a picture from the Brady Bunch Variety Hour and it Mm. was Peter Knight dressed in all his 70s afro hair glory with like a total John Travolta you know wide collar shirt and suit and it just looked ridiculous even in context it looks ridiculous (laughs) but he still managed to pull it off but the best part about the picture was he had a little Cindy Cindy Brady next to him and the way the screenshot was done and the way it was cropped, I don't know if it's a hand gesture or what it was, but it totally looked like she was just giving somebody the finger right off camera. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be an accident of how it was cropped, but it's just fantastic because she's little Cindy Brady and she's got her little smile on her face and she's all like 70s out. And you look down in the corner of the picture and it just looks like she's just going right like that right at somebody. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Awesome. God, I was a huge fan of the Brady Bunch. I haven't watched that show in a long time. but This was the Variety Hour, though. This wasn't oh. the Brady Bunch oh, TV okay. show. This was their sequel Variety Hour TV show that they yeah. had for a little while. That's a few years later, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've caught a couple of those on, on uh, like, old-time TV, yeah. uh, net, whatever network. Um, is, Scott's, is Scott's yeah, mic yeah. on, guys? Is Scott's mic on? Yeah, I can good. I can barely hear him. Can you hear yeah, me? I'm not here. I hear him. I, I'm pretty sure I'm hearing him through Steve's mic. Okay, <laughs> now speak into your mic. Yeah. Hello, testing. There we go. There, there we go. Okay. And I just sent the picture around. <laughs> it's worth it just for Peter Knight. Oh my God. God! Oh my God! Come on, look at. The, tell me that is not the most incredible Peter Knight picture you've ever seen. That's a handsome man right there. Peter Knight. And but who's... look at that. Doesn't that doesn't that look like she's giving the finger? That is Cindy. That's Cindy Brady. Yeah. Holy cow. Wow. Look at the color on that shirt. Look at that Farrah Fawcett. Look at that, like, Charlie's Angels style hairdo, though. No doubt. I wonder what Cindy looks like now as a, as a grown woman. That is that is perverted, Steve. Well, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but Peter, yeah, no, that's a great look on Peter. The big collar. He's got the big wide collar. His collar goes out to his shoulder. Look at that on the, on his left yeah. shoulder. Yeah. That's awesome. There is no way that look should work, and it works. Mm. When I was working at Ingram Micro selling computer parts, he was a Peter Knight came in as a vendor rep hawking keyboards one day. Before no he, this is way before he got on the surreal life. Holy shit, he, Greg, you worked at Ingram Micro? I did, yeah. So did I. When? In the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> ninety ninety six to ninety eight ish. I worked out of a little office in Garden Grove. I was in Santa Ana. 
Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. You guys were that close to a love connection. Look at that. (laughs) Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And years later, it came true. Right right on the wretched hive. (laughs) There, there, There were a ton of sales... There was a ton of sales guys at Ingram Micro, so it's not like it's not like it was a small company. So <laughs> there was a ton of us that were there. Well, if you've ever worked at Ingram Micro, <laughs> give us a call. Let us know how that went. Uh, Wretched Hive Hotline is 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. Or H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell high. You're goddamn right. (laughs) Man, you guys are slow on the draw tonight. Uh, You can also find us on thewretchedhive.net online. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash wretchedhivepodcast, currently being managed by our amazing intern, Callista. You can also find us at Twitter at wretchedhivepod, Instagram, wretchedhive seventy seven. Always email the show, show at wretchedhive.net. If you haven't downloaded the app yet on the Apple App Store, please do so. We're on Google Podcasts, but we really need your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us quite a bit. All right, guys, let's just jump right into the news. Here we go. From ABC News World Headquarters... This is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. So Star Wars Celebration is right around the corner, guys. It's um, I can't believe it's December. Star Wars Celebration is in Chicago this year, April 11th through 15th. And uh, we're going to start getting quite a bit of news out of Celebration between announcements and things that are going on there. I don't think any of us are planning on being there. Anyone yeah, going to Chicago? Uh, I would love to go, but it's just it's not going to happen for me this year. It's just not going to just not going to fly. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. It's a long way to go, Nico. Heading out to oh, Chicago. I love Chicago. Oh yeah, what a great city, Nico. Yeah. Are you heading to Chicago? No. All right. All right. Uh, not for Celebration. No. Making sure. I could do I could do a road trip. I'd love to drive Route 66 all the way up to Chicago. Now, you, you don't, don't hear that wines from Chicago to LA. Don't throw that out there unless you're serious, because I'll jump hey, in the car. Get, I'll get in a car and just go somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm notorious for doing that. You're a driver. You're looking to get I, your kid? No, I mean just <laughs> on Route 66. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Chicago's a great town. I mean, just so much to offer and. Uh, Attendees. Chicago at, is my kind of town. Is what, is what I hear. <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it really now? Uh, Star Wars Celebration is just going to bring another wonderful event to that great, great city. There at McCormick Place, right near downtown. God, what a great place to see a, a Star Wars Celebration. And uh, this week, guys, they made some announcements about uh, Star Wars authors that are planning on being at Star Wars Celebration Chicago Ooh. 2019. Ooh, 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 prediction, prediction. All right, bring it up. What's your prediction? Chuck Wendig will not be in attendance. <laughs> that's whoa, that's whoa. a solid. You're really going out there on a limb. Wow. <laughs> whoa. Wow. Um, you pro- Well, he could attend as a, as a fan. Just yeah, as a yeah, fan, yeah. though. Probably not going to be there as a Lucasfilm representative, I'm guessing. No. Uh, topping the list here, Star, Star Wars authors, Timothy Zahn, right? Is he relevant? I mean, seriously, is he relevant anymore? Isn't he Dude. legacy now? 
He's writing the Timothy's, Thrawn. Stuff. He's, he's writing all the Thrawn books. You gotta read the Thrawn oh the book, new ones. Dude. I'm it's sorry. Great. I, was, I just categorized him as legacy or whatever yeah. the, the hell they're called. Oh, that's true. Right. <laughs> that's a good Scott, point. Scott. 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 Uh, why do you Why do you hate so much? I don't. That's My. a lot of people this week that have been saying that about me. I don't hate. You just I'm, You're just picking that up now. Huh? Um, Claudia Gray, fantastic yep. Star Wars author, one of my favorites. Lost Stars. Hmm? The Leia book, I think it's called Leia, right? Oh, Princess of Alderaan. Courtship. <laughs> the Leia book called Leia. Yes, you not are correct, Steve. It wasn't the princess. It wasn't the uh, courtship. Of the princess. courtship of Princess Leia. Everyone's favorite. No, no, it's not the courtship of Princess Leia. Uh, Delilah Dawson, who wrote Phasma, also read that one. I like that one a lot. Uh, Katie Cook, who wrote. I haven't read this one, but Star Wars: Search Your Feelings. I think it's a kid's book. Uh, Alexander Freed, who wrote Alphabet Squadron, recent release. Caven, Cavan, Caven Scott, uh, Star Wars Adventures Kevin. in Wild Kevin. Space. Caven. Hit! Dude! <laughs> Hit paper! Now! Uh, Jeffrey Brown, Darth Vader and Family Coloring Book. Uh, tops the list. So lots of great authors planning on being at Star Wars Celebration. Are, I, I hope they broadcast it like they did. I'm sure they will. Last time, I think they partnered with Verizon, right? And it was yeah, yeah. Every almost well, all the the main sessions were broadcast online, which was great. Yeah. So we will be covering if we're not there, if we don't figure out a way to hit Route 66 and drive there, we will be covering it for sure. I seriously would do that road trip. Right. Don't even... I'm, I'm sure the coverage will be on our new YouTube channel. Mm. <laughs> where uh, else? Absolutely, we that's where we don't have a YouTube channel yet. That's not us. <laughs> not what I heard. We'll get to I, it. I demand an investigation. I demand Bob Mueller. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> he might be. He might get some. Uh, be getting some free time pretty soon. We here. will get to that. Don't worry. It's last on the list. Yeah. Gotta yeah, gotta sell that. Boy, that's a huge one. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. There's another Wretched Hive podcast. What are I know, you burying the lead? What are you doing? You are oh. giving it away and you are misstating facts, sir. Oh. All right. Spoilers. Objection. Objection. All right. Also, big releases this week from Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm unveiled another Star Wars television series. This one's an animated series. Animated. Hmm. Called Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures. Hmm. I just have to add, I'm going to be mispronouncing quite a bit tonight because Scott brought <laughs> some evil, hey, evil I, stuff. I poured that and fairly he put it in front of me, and you kept, you kept, keep it coming, buddy, keep Man, it coming. That's it, all I said. Yeah, I'm drinking the Jamesons it, tonight. I can't believe it. In 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 defense of Scott, <laughs> yes, I can't believe I'm saying that. I, mean, I, can't Why? I know that's a first. Jeez. Why does he get the blame for you drinking? <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me have a sip, and I'll figure that one out. <laughs> this is going to be a long show. I still can't figure it out. Nico, do you want to do you want to jump in? Help me out here. My moral compass is spinning a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you see, in regards to Sadovansky, you cannot apply normal morality. There you go. Oh, oh man, love it. I've been saying that since love I was eighteen. It. I'm cool with that. It's like Star Wars <laughs> physics. There's wretched hive morality, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> Somebody bring back the Mythbusters. Let's start proving some shit. All right. So, so Lucasfilm, uh, uh, this is reading from HollywoodReporter.com. Lucasfilm unveils animated Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures series. Um, all eyes might be on Disney's Mandalorian in the entitled Cassian Andor series, but Lucasfilm has a brand new series debuting uh, called Galaxy of Adventures. This is a short series of short cartoons that will launch on both the new Star Wars Kids Portal, mm-hmm. we haven't discussed that yet, and a Star Wars Kids YouTube channel launching this Friday. Greg, uh, this is the one that we checked out over the weekend, correct? Yeah, we were watching just a couple minutes of it. It's 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 built in, as as an introduction to get kids into watching Star Wars, which you know I don't need. I don't know why you, they really need more of an introduction than the movies, but yeah. but. It is very interesting animation style, I yeah. and I mean that in the best possible way. It's very cool to look at, and mm. they use original dialogue in the in the in the uh, cartoons as well. So, oh, like dialogue from the films? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. It is. It's it's a it's like a fascinating uh, manga style read. Oh. Uh, hyper a little bit hyper manga because it's I'm used mm. to kind of the old school, so maybe it's standard nowadays. But it looked fun and just like fast moving. And yeah. uh, I, I got a kick out of it. So, of course, the critics are going to say this is catering to three and four year old brains that need that. Yeah, possibly. That are getting, that yes. are used yeah, to it's, it's built for the YouTube generation that can yeah. only watch videos at two minutes at a time. So basically. So like all of my kids. Three, yes. three, three okay. to four year olds, this podcast and our current president. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so low attention span. <laughs> Steve, all of your kids are going to come to you in the next two weeks and go, hey, Dad, there's this Star Wars thing. Why didn't you ever tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, I like Star Wars now, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're not as big of an idiot as we thought. Um, well, talking about television series, there were some announcements um, out of Lucasfilm casting announcements from the Mandalorian and uh, Greg I'm going to hand this off to you what did you discover this week about uh, the new casting announcements yeah you know um, we kind of touched on it at the end of the show last week would I, I felt like it deserved a little bit more of a, of a touch on it and and, and and us talking about it a little bit because I'm really kind of looking forward to this you know we got the announcement of directors and Favreau is obviously overlooking or overseeing the whole series um and then there's directors uh, uh the Bryce Dallas Howard although she's not known for directing she's directing mm. an episode yeah. um Favreau's directing an episode Filoni is directing an episode uh Taika Waititi who I've just been all over that guy just praising him up and down I think I'm the only one on the podcast but I'm really so- stoked that he's directing an episode but the cast they announced um Pedro Pascal, who you may have seen on Narcos, if you have the Netflix, but even before that, he was on, I think it was season four of Game of Thrones. He was Oberyn Martell, the swarthy Dornish lord, the guy who got his head crushed by the mountain. He had a great character run, though, while he was on there for that one season. Oh, that death scene. His death scene. Oh, Yeah. Brutal. that, That fight and that death scene in the books is still one of the more memorable memorable sequences for me 
in completely. reading Game of Thrones. And mm. it was it was great in the books, and I thought they did it justice on the TV show. You know, they I thought did. Wow. I thought they did a very good job. You could tell that he was you know winning that fight, but there was just no stopping the mountain. Even though he technically killed him, um, the mountain was not going to be stopped. So. Yeah, that was just just, just, just amazing. Just brutal. So, yeah. so uh, Pedro will be the titular Mandalorian. He'll be the man underneath the armor. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, we also got an announcement for Gina Carana, who <clears throat> is was an MMA star pre Ronda Rousey. She's probably like the first female breakout star in the MMA world. But she was seen most oh. recently in the, or at least semi recently in the first De- Deadpool movie. I forget oh. which character she played, but she was the female bad guy in the first Deadpool movie. Yeah, I remember the character. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah. Okay. And then less, less angry Rosie O'Donnell. Less angry Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> exactly. That's the one. Okay. And then just within the past couple of days here, uh, they announced that Nick Nolte in oh. a in a role yet to be announced. But Nick Nolte from Forty Eight Hours and and many many other. He was just was he nominated for Atonement? Was he nominated for an Oscar for Atonement a couple years back? I love him and everything he does. Everything Nick Nolte touches to me is great. The guy with the deepest voice in Hollywood, for sure. Yeah. Lots of gravitas there. Talks like this all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now I'm going to talk like this the rest of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Just in honor of the casting of Nick Nolte. I can't tell if he's he's, (laughs) I can't tell if he's doing Nick Nolte or uh, Bradley Cooper from a star is born. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, that that may have been my Bradley Cooper. Um, somebody's got to throw in a, a Sam Elliott though. Who's got a who's who's got a, who's got a good Sam Elliott out there? I don't. <clears throat> Steak. It's what's for dinner. There you go. <laughs> all right. When you were doing your voice, um, right. when you were clearing your throat, I thought you were going to go uh, a little sling blade on me here. Oh. I, said, <clears throat> I put that there sling blade into that man's skull. <laughs> Uh, wow, I that's... do like some of them French fried potatoes. <laughs> I was going to say, the French fried potatoes line is like the line that everybody knows from Sling Blade, and Steve goes right for the Sling Blade to the Skull line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When he's on the phone at the end that. telling the cops what he did, I love that scene. Some people call it a Kaiser Blade, I call it a Sling Blade. Sling Blade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's great, man. I, I This cast is looking... The Mandalorian is going to be yeah, it's, ba- it's badass. Be, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It yeah. looks like I mean, I, now I don't know. The one thing that I don't know is as how Favreau is going to work uh-huh. as a showrunner on a major show like this. But right. the talent is there, the cast is there. It, you know, it it looks like. I'm really looking forward to this more and more. I I, I don't know why you wouldn't be at this point. So, so. wait a minute. Sorry, is is Favreau? Is his title showrunner or is it director? He's a director of of uh, a couple of episodes. He's yeah. the head writer for the entire um, show. Okay. Um, and he's the producer of the entire series. So technically he's the showrunner. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's too so bad he has he... – go ahead, Dave. Isn't he also technically directing The Lion King as yeah. well right yeah. now? The remake that's coming out? Well, it's, it's, it's done. It's in post-production right now. But yes, that's his movie oh, yeah. as well, and he also, 
Yeah, he also right, made there's it. nothing for him to do in post production, right? No, sure not his... at all. It's, it's just it's just <laughs> just fucking watching nerds make computer pictures with all the lions running around and shit. So, so he's the lead writer for the whole series. Yes. Wouldn't it be great if he just threw in some lines from Swingers? Just you know, <laughs> to Star Wars. That'd be so money. That'd be so money, baby. He wouldn't even know it though. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's a great movie too. All right, very cool. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Dave. Uh, but just earlier today, as we record the show, moving on, talk a little Marvel since we hit on Favreau. Yeah. Uh, we have a new trailer for a little movie called Captain Marvel that's due out. When is this movie coming out? March. March. Yeah. This thing looks fantastic. I, I would cannot say it wait. Looks marvelous. It's, yeah. Oh, hold on. Uh, say that again. I would say that it looks marvelous. There you go. Oh my goodness! It's so much better with the rim shot. It is. Falcon. So I've got a little bit of the trailer queued up here, guys. This is uh, Captain Marvel trailer two from YouTube, and uh, this portion of the trailer gives us a little more background about Captain Marvel's history. Here, check this out. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. All right, this March. Uh, wow, looks great. Sounds great. The artwork in this thing looks just crazy cool. I am pumped for Captain Marvel. I got am... Samuel L. Jackson asking oh. a trademark question again. You know, does oh. Marcellus Washburn look like a bitch? <laughs> question. <laughs> Do Marcellus. you know how to fly this thing? Question. I love it. So I love good. it. So good. I'm I'm excited for it. I'm gonna be the naysayer on this. I don't. Really? I wasn't as uh, uh, marvelled by the trailer. The trailer to me was just a glorified retelling of what we already saw in the first one. However, there were some key points that I really liked. There was, uh, I love the fact that they're showing her with the mohawk. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a big thing for me. I love it when they, they throw in like the actual character's looks and designs. Is that coming out of her helmet? It's coming is... out of her helmet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't really uh, tell. It's a quick shot. There are some new reveals. They do actually show you a full Cree in this one. Um, Wait, did I just say that? Scroll. So sorry. Whoa. God. Wow. Jameson has not kicked in. Actually, yeah. Whew. (laughs) Gonna take away your geek card there, buddy. All right, so for those of us that... Technically, they did show a full Kree as well, though, Scott. Yes, they did. You're okay. They showed... uh, You're okay. uh, Ronan the Destroyer, right? Ronan's in it. Well, there are a bunch of yeah, there, but there are several. But yes, Ronan is in the movie from the first Guardians movie. Yes, um, obviously this being a story that takes place twenty years ago. Um, but yes, Ronan is in this one as well as uh, the guy Jamon Hansu played him. He's the guy at the very beginning of the movie um, when Star Lord says, "I'm Star Lord," and he goes, "Who?" That yeah. Guy. Okay, yeah, just yeah. just hold on, comic book nerds. Uh, <laughs> for those of us uh, less indoctrinated, 
what is a Cree? What does this mean that it's part, her history is part of this? What What's the deal? Just give me like the 60 second okay. overview of Captain Marvel. We're going to leave out who she is because that's a big part of this movie. So let's just go into the Cree and the scroll real quick. We've already right. met the Cree in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, we've met that race. In the opening sequence. Yeah, you see the them first throughout. Movie? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, so then. Uh, the scrolls are that in the trailer you see the kind of green goblin looking mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a race of um, oh my goodness I can't think of the word shapeshifters. Shapeshifters, thank you. Uh, that are pretty badass. Okay. So uh, there is a there's a big connection between them and obviously it's going to build up. You see Ronan, the big blue guy. Uh, yeah. That's in Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a connection there that's going to hopefully take place. What I think is going to happen, uh, which is what twenty years prior to Guardians and all that. Guys, so this is a flashback to twenty years prior to yeah. the the Guardians. This okay. takes place in the nineties, okay. and you're going to see obviously a young younger Samuel L. Jackson, but you're going to see the origin story of uh, 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 Good God, I want to <laughs> Carol but, Danvers. By the way, I love how Samuel Jackson just doesn't age. I know, like well, he can play himself twenty years ago. It's not a uh, problem. It is altered. Oh, it is. That is oh, yeah. CGI, oh, digitally altered. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna see a young Samuel L. Jackson and a young uh, Agent Coulson as well. Oh. Yes. Okay. And there is a great little reference if you watch both the teaser and now the trailer or trailer two, mm. um, when she's found and when she becomes who she is, uh, they call her um, Ver V E R because if you notice in this trailer when she's going through those flashbacks and memories with Samuel L. Jackson's character, mm. her dog tag is found from the explosion of the wreck that happens, which will affect who she becomes later on. Okay. That dog tag is cut in half and all you see is Carol Dan at, on the thing. So when they find her and make her who she is in this film, when you see that the blood kind of going into her, mm-hmm. they think her name is Ver. So there is a funny little, was her ver- name Dan Ver? Yeah. Carol. Oh, Dan I Ver. see. So it was cut. Okay. So, Got it. Oh, it's kind okay. of a cute little reference there. I thought it was funny. Cool. Plus, somebody's going to talk about the cat, right? Please talk about the cat. <laughs> the cat is it a spoiler? Because you guys know the lore, and we were talking about this before the right. show. I guess I've already spoiled it by asking if it's a spoiler. Right, but I mean, we can at least bring up the fact that her cat's <laughs> yeah. in this why, movie. Why no, Steve? It's not a spoiler at all. <laughs> it's just a kitty cat. It's what are you cat. talking about? Okay, just just a cat. Um, there's oh, also did, did anybody also catch the Monica Rambo reference as well? Yes, I, I did. Photon, yes, yes. Mm. So, so her 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 co- not I guess her wingman in the in the in the trailer, uh, another pilot on her mm. plane. Her name is listed Monica Rambo, and her and her oh. call sign is Photon. Of course, for comics fan, well, I would say of course, but if you're a comics fan, you might remember that Monica Rambeau also was an incarnation of Captain Marvel, um, and led the Avengers for a while in the uh, in the eighties. Yes. Well, okay. She, she led the Avengers for like less than a year, but she was an active Avenger for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. Don't discount great, her achievements, Dave. The great, <laughs> the great Roger Stern. Roger Stern, who was fired from the Avengers because he did not want to write a storyline that he felt diminished all that he had accomplished with Captain Marvel. Yeah. And yeah. he was fired from the Avengers by his editor because of that. Wow. Hmm. Don't you love talking to comic book geeks? I love it. I learned so much from you guys. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding about that. I, I was not a comic book kid. 
I enjoy them now yeah. uh, and can appreciate them now. You can lose your, an entire section of your life if you just start going and getting back <laughs> issues or trade paperbacks. Yeah. Seriously. My thing is just, I just don't have the time. But um, you make but I, time. I, I've, I've learned so much from you guys. I truly mean that. It's yeah. been very educational for me. I'm going to say so. this in the nicest way possible. Fuck reality, man. You can live <laughs> multiple people's lives in these books because there are just so many yeah. characters. And, of course, Stan Lee the Great. Yeah. Uh, just made some of the most amazing stories ever yeah no so. doubt no doubt about it um okay thanks for that guys so that's that's very helpful there is there is some follow-up real quick to that hmm. there are rumors floating around that we have not seen the last marvel trailer this week that's right oh thank you dave for bringing this up okay so well, what's, what's well definitely before what? year end though because they've 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 said time and again that it will it will be arriving before year's end so and yeah. what, are, so, what are we seeing what do we think I, the, we're seeing? There's a there's a rumor floating around that Avengers four, four is going to drop before the weekend. Ooh. And in two weeks, I've also heard one other rumor that there's a possibility we'll see a teaser for uh, Spider Man Far From Home. Far From Home. I, yeah. So the the rumor is that uh, Captain Marvel went last night, which is Monday night this week as we're taping this. Uh, Apparently, Avengers 4 was scheduled to drop Wednesday, but they shifted it because of the the President Bush memorial. And Avengers Mm -hmm. 4 is now supposed to drop Friday. And the only reason I'm giving any credence to this rumor at all is that Jeremy Renner has been quoted as saying there will be some Avengers news in the next couple days. Okay. Nice. Fun. What does Jeremy Renner know? The guy wasn't even in the last movie. (laughs) So it may hit... The day that this show airs. That's correct. On Friday it's, the 7th. It is, it is possible. It is possible that we may have to do a special episode of The Wretched Hive to talk about the glorious gloriousness that will be our first look at the untitled Avengers movie. Oh, wow. And what is so, that? when is that slated? I know we've run, down this, run this down in the past. but is, So next May? Yeah. May 2019. Yeah, yeah we're getting Holy cow. Captain Marvel to okay. get the introduction of this character so we know what's going to be happening from this point on. Wait a minute. Captain Marvel in March... And Avengers four in May. Yeah, and Holy then yeah. Far from yeah. Home, dude. In... That's going to be When's awesome. Far from Home, July. Far from Home um, is July. Yeah. yeah, later in the summer. Which is which is not far off of the schedule they had this year in 2018. Black Panther was a a, a February yeah. like a mid February release. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War was supposed to be first week in May. They pushed it back to the last week of April, and uh, Ant Man was uh, right after July fourth. So. Yep. It's largely the same schedule, give or take a week here and there. Wow. So All three just so, solid If I can just too. jump in real quick. Yeah. Um, quick question, nerds. So Captain Marvel, is nerds. this going to retcon the first Avengers and call those aliens scrolls now? Now that no. Uh, nope. no, they're still they're still they're still Chitari or whatever it was. Yeah. They yeah. were they're a separate race from whatever um the scrolls from now. There cause and there is controversy because the the execs apparently were worried that the scrolls look too much like Thanos and Thanos is not a scroll. Yeah. Um but they're they're moving forward with it with their little testicle chins and all, so <laughs> is Avengers for the the end of the Thanos uh, legacy. Will we? Will we, we don't know, Steve. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we don't well, know. but if you follow sort of like the trajectory of the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I... Wait a minute. You guys haven't been over to see it. I've got my copy at home. Listen, num nuts. <laughs> you mean chin nuts to you, pal? If we're following the trajectory of the comics, is there is there adequate story left to, for? 
for more than one film, you think? Or will this be the end? Well, uh, that's a baited question, so let's just answer it this way. Yes, there's more story, but not for possibly the cinematic universe. How about if I put it that way? Okay. They might not want to continue that. The beautiful thing about comics as a medium, or the superhero genre, I should say, in comics as a medium, is that there is always another story to tell. Yeah. Even Mm -hmm. if it seems like you've done the most ultimate thing possible, ten years from now someone could come along and say, I have a really kick-ass idea for this character, and I'm going to tell a story, and it's going to blow everybody's minds all over again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you say, is that the end of the the Thanos storyline, my guess is that's probably the end of what they've planned out like 10, 15 years ago for the Thanos arc. But that doesn't mean that someone's not going to walk in three years from now and say, I have an idea. And they're going to go, holy shit, that's amazing. We're using it. Right. You know, know, that at least kind of leads us to an interesting point in our lives too because you know the the comic books we've been reading since we all were kids and we're all in our 40s and and approaching higher decades than that for some of us sooner rather than later um but but nico i thought he was a millennial (laughs) i'll have you know i'm not yet 30 gregory thank you you're close enough uh, but anyway, you got the, an old the, the soul, comic, though. Nico. The comic book characters are still the same. You know, Bruce Wayne is still Bruce Wayne. You know, the Fantastic Four is still the fa- Peter Parker is still barely out of college. You know, they, they haven't aged in years. But in the movies, everybody's 10 years older. And so it's this is the point where do they reboot? Do they reboot everything? Yeah. And call it Ultimates or. Do they just keep shoving Downey Jr. into that goddamn Iron Man suit until he fucking looks like Stan Lee? That's a good point. I <laughs> Honestly, yeah, right. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't think they're even going to go the Ultimate route, Greg, because they actually are pulling parts or bits and pieces of Ultimate and just mashing them together with classic Marvel stories that we know. So Yeah, well, I mean, that that's you're, you're absolutely right, because the Ultimates... Um, the Ultimates... Nick Fury was always an African American, and right. n- and now nobody realizes that Nick Fury was a was a was a white guy back in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties. Yeah, he was like an old cigar chomping Vietnam vet, old yeah. white guy. Well, yeah. World War Two vet. World War Two. Oh, so sorry. Oh. War, war, wow, good wrong guy. era. Yeah, wrong era. Woo. I have a question since we're on Marvel, and yeah. I've been meaning to ask this, and I did not intend to spend so much time on Marvel today. Okay. But you know what? It, we go. We're going with it. It's connected. Okay. Uh, th- so, keep in mind, not a comic book guy at all. It's okay, guy, you guys know this, but yeah. just to be clear for our listeners, this is brand new information. So I'm <laughs> glad you're sharing that with us. It's like a therapy uh, session for Steve. Fantastic Four. Yeah. Now the only yeah. things, the only media that I've seen from the Fantastic Four has has not inspired me at all. I saw uh, that's understandable. Both yes. attempts at yeah. the films, and they both sucked. So is the is there is there some content there that you're just like waiting for it to come out because it's fantastic, sort of like uh, the Avengers or Spider Man? Is there or is it just is it just not as good? Well, so can yeah. I can I jump on that one please, first, Scott? Please, please. Yeah. So I I actually think part of the problem or the challenge with the Fantastic Four is that what made it revolutionary as a comic concept when it came out in the early '60s is completely commonplace and the norm now the fantastic four worked as a disruptor for the superhero medium because superhero groups were all like 
oh, we get along and oh, we're a club and everybody's in this together and golly, isn't that nice? Yeah. And the Fantastic Four were this group of people that just bickered, could barely stand each other. They were just like – they were a real family and they were together because they were a, a family and that was yeah. why they were able to love and hate each other all at the same time, oftentimes in the same panel. Kind of like and, us. Yeah, and exactly. that, that yeah, dynamic – when the That's FF familiar. originally launched in 61 was completely revolutionary and unheard of. And now it's completely commonplace. And where I think you have to go with the Fantastic Four is that it's not so much a superhero movie as it is they're, they're the explorers. They're scientists. They're adventurers as opposed to superheroes. Yeah. And once, if you can find a way to strike that chord in telling the story, then I think you're going to have something that's close to the spirit of the book, which they haven't done a good job of getting in a long time. I mean, the John Byrne run was fantastic. Uh, the Mark Wade run recently I thought was exemplary. And the, the brief Walt Simonson run. But those are kind of, you know, three writer runs out of maybe the last – 35 years of doing it which is which is not that great yeah and and here's the thing let me touch on this too because i think what i'm i get what you're trying to say here is there something like what we're seeing now with like the marvel cinematic universe a story that's like a bigger story than just this like a one-shot type thing the fantastic four was part of that marvel universe and so there were a lot of crossovers and connections and the other thing is is the two movies you're probably talking about not the third horrible horrible film Mm. um those attempts took storylines that were pretty well popular and and are known and popular and people wanted to see. The problem was is you take something what we've seen now on film by those horrible movies and it crushed a lot of fans that even I'm a casual Fantastic Four fan. They were they were not my favorite. That was not my favorite book. But to look at that and go, yeah, we're going to get Galactus and we're going to get Silver Surfer and then Galactus turns out to be a smoke monster. Seriously. And mm-hmm. at one point I'm like I want a giant planet-eating purple guy wearing a big fucking crown flying through space that's going to eat a goddamn planet. And yeah. Silver I w- Surfer. I want the, I want yeah. the Kirby guy. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Everybody that's a comic book fan knows what Galactus looks like. And then you see that second film with uh, you know Rise of the Silver Surfer, and it's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It is heartbreaking and crushing to see something like that. Okay, well, I guess the one of the elements of the Avengers that is so great for a casual comic book fan like me is that the the richness of the characters yeah really comes through and i love how they've they launch with the solo film so you really dive a little deeper into the character yeah the character and um and then when they it's more meaningful when they all come together yeah. like doctor strange i love that first doctor strange movie and then it's really fun to see him interact with the other avengers because you yeah. kind of get to know his flaws, what he's about, yeah. their flaws, what they're about, and then when they come together, it's magic. And so, I guess that's what I'm asking: is, see what you is did there. could the same <laughs> could the same thing be said? Could be done with Fantastic Four? And do you think it'll be done with Fantastic Four now that we've got the Disney Fox merger? Yeah, that's what I wanted to touch on. I'm sure Dave wants to jump all over this too because you're right, Dave. What you were saying earlier, I agree with you. It's tough with something that was so popular in the '60s. Or, or I'm sorry, not popular, was so new and inventive in the 60s that became popular is now just like anything. Yeah, it but, sounds like very, uh, a very familiar trope. So their, their task now is if it does get incorporated into the, a larger Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe where we get the Fantastic Four and possibly the X-Men, 
what would be great is to see them incorporate not just them as individuals, but more on a team like Doctor Strange. Like, a, how would they interact with the rest of the the characters in this universe? I think that would be a, a great way of making it fresh and new. Because we've seen the two solo films, and then the try and do the reboot, which was magnificently magnificently horrible. Mm. Um, but I here's the funny thing: the '60s was a different time when these comics were coming out. You had Fantastic Four, you had uh, the Uncanny X-Men in '63. Um, there's a couple more in there I'm missing. I'm sure Dave would throw a few out there, Greg. Uh, but you got something we didn't see in superhero comics at the time. You had these individual characters that Stanley wrote and talked about a hundred million times. You know, the Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man, uh, all these wonderful characters. And all of a sudden you have these really strange dynamics between a family that's really dysfunctional. And then you have this other like teenagers that have all this angst and the world's out to get them. And they're fighting back against that, but trying to keep things together. That was a really like breakthrough idea or concept for comic books at the time so mm-hmm. if they can capture that feeling and that vibe from when those things were hitting their peaks and incorporate that into a marvel cinematic universe i think it would be amazing to see that okay all so, right i'll i'll yeah. tell you what i think they should do is it when you're looking at casting reed and sue richards you know mr fantastic and the invisible woman mm-hmm. look no further than the cast of the quiet place Oh, the yeah. bearded John, what's his name, and Emily Blunt. Yeah, Krasinski oh, yeah. and Emily Blunt. Sure, yeah, I'm on board with I, that. Yeah, I would, I would buy that every day of the week. Yeah, yeah, I'm all in for that crew. Th- those two are great, aren't they? Dating? They're like a they're couple, married, right? They're married. They're married. Yeah, married, yeah. yeah. both of them yeah. are fantastic. They're beyond dating at this point. So, got you. That's <laughs> okay, okay though. All right, but uh, I, it, it would they would they have they have the right kind of look. And gravitas, and it it is a family dynamic movie. And I I thought the first bad movie that we're talking about, I thought that was a reasonable attempt. Yeah. I thought it was a decent cast. I, I was like, okay, there's there's things to do here, and then it just kind of went off the cliff with the the rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, and let's not forget that's Chris Evans is the Human Torch too. Captain America is the Human Torch. That's right. And if they can yeah. if they can do some kind of weird. CGI team up of himself as the Human Torch and himself as Captain America, like an old Strange Tales double feature between the Torch and Cap. I, I think somebody that's got to be one of those little like mini Marvel movies that they do at some point, just like a little five minute stupid thing, like where the Human Torch gets put out by somebody launching a wet mop at him with a bow and arrow, which which really happened in a comic book back in the sixties. Right, right, well, right. That's awesome. They've got to do something like that. That or it's too bad that Killmonger died in the Black Panther because we we could have gotten a Killmonger Captain America meet of some type where they just compare Human Torch stories because they both played the Human Torch in the Fast Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> oh, that's right! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that's funny. Oh man! Well, I I hold out hope for Fantastic Four. I don't know why they're maybe it's just a Jessica Alba thing. I don't know. Well, she maybe won't I be just... in it. She won't be in it. I know, but. But I agree with you on your casting choice. I would like to see it just because it's cool to see them all kind of getting together in yeah. this big giant universe because being a fan of the books, it's fun to see that happen every once in a while. I'm still on board with any anything from the X-Men showing up. I would love to see them involved in some huge yeah. Avengers crossover type who, thing. And, yeah. and, who did, and by the way, if you're going to do a Fantastic Four movie, I have a thought for you. Don't make it an origin where Reed and Sue aren't married and they're all still getting to know each other. Oh, yeah. Do it as the true 
family dynamic, which yeah. is what the majority of the comics have been written. They're married. They have a kid. Maybe they Franklin. have two kids already. Truly make it about the first family of comics. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. People, people pretty much know, or you can figure it out that they're married and, you know, and, and he's super smart and not always super attentive. I mean, you can figure it out. It's yeah. not that hard. I right. just want to see Franklin Richards on the big screen. Are you, are you with me on this one, Nico? You... I'm with you, dude. I, if you could see some kid hiding under the blanket reading stories by the light of the mini pocket universe that he created in the palm of his hand, that'd be sick as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yes. That's bad. All right. What I'm talking about. All right. You heard it first here, Kevin Feige. <laughs> does he listen to the show? That'd of course he does. Oh my Are you god! Kidding me? Of course he does. I knew that was him. All right, guys, I'm going to steer us. To it on YouTube. I'm going to steer us back to. Uh, to the to the wars here, guys. Let's know, get back to Star Wars. I know a you bit. are, but I just want to say there's right. a million other things to talk about Marvel because I'm really upset right now. There is a big cancellation that happened, so I, I know we need to move on. But rest in peace, Daredevil. I'm I'm sorry that was a badass show, and I'm I'm sad to see it go. Daredevil so, not going I'm beyond so season three. Canceled after season three. Canceled. Oh. Wow. So now it's. Uh, I'm so thankful I bought that show on DVD just in case it does get yanked from Netflix. Yep. See, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. So it's Such Luke Cage, yeah. Iron Fist, yeah. Daredevil, and now the only two survivors are Jessica Jones and The Punisher. Mm. So, which you know that those are going to be canceled. The only reason they haven't been canceled is because they have seasons that are in the can just waiting to come out yeah. next year, yep. or or so, or they're in production right now. I think. Yeah. On yeah. Jessica Jones, but yeah, that that's I agree with Greg. That's why they're not canceled. So is the viewership just not there? Why are these shows getting canceled? There, there was a lower viewership, but I think it's because of. Uh, well, yeah, I'm I'm not a hater, guys. I'm going to say this right now. I'm not a hater, but it is all Disney. I'm sorry, it's Disney and their stupid Disney Plus. Oh, and, that's, and by the way, this isn't why. just going to be limited Got to it. Disney. Friends is probably going to go off of Netflix, yep. and probably a lot of other Warner content is going to go off of Netflix because Warner's announced that they're going to launch their own streaming service in 2020. So well, Netflix is going to become just basically all original Netflix content probably in the yeah. next two to three years. Yeah. yeah. Well, Friends will be there. There was there was the big uproar this week that they were removing Friends sometime next year, 2019. But now right. they backed off and said it's not going to be until at least 2020. So you've got okay. an extra year of Friends nerds. Get over it. And Scott. <laughs> yeah. Scott. Don't. Don't. Disney, no. Disney Plus is horrible. Yes. Dude, <laughs> this Mandalorian show looks great. The Cassian Andor Cassian show, Andor. The, the Rogue One show, is 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 being created by the guys who created the Americans, the FX show. I know, but here's the problem: you could Why, say, "How is this? How is this horrible?" No, you're you're taking. You know what? You are you are the administration. You are the current administration that is fucking this all up. Just listen to me for one second. That got that got really wow. violent, dark, really quick. Wow. Yeah. Well, I got my name called out a couple times there, and I felt like I was a little kid again. Scott, Scott, Scott. Well, he is Scott? talking to you, so I, he's going to use your name. Steve. Not like my right. father's about to beat me. What's going on with that? What, Come Nico, on, what sorry. Is, what, what is what is a worse insult in in Scott world? Is it calling somebody a Nazi or is it calling somebody a Trump supporter? I'm just curious. What is? I do not think. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. See, you're taking this in the wrong direction. I'm saying we're much worse than the Nazis. Trump into this, dude. It's, you're, you're right. You're right. Fair enough. You're right. But technically, I he said the administration. He could have. He could have been talking about the administrative 
aspects of this show. Yeah, I was going with Sean Spicer. Oh, yes. administration. <laughs> <laughs> when I All right, get your point out. What are you trying to say? My here? point is this: it's not the content that Disney. What is it? Plus XP, Disney XD, Plus, whatever. right? I don't yeah. even know what the hell it's called. Disney Plus. I am very happy with my Netflix. And there was a nice deal that was going on, and great. But somebody needs more money because they haven't bought up enough intellectual property. And let's create our own show and yank all the contracts, which we've we've generously whatever negotiated and got out there for all the fans that have Netflix. Okay, but don't you think if those shows... Now, I'm not playing point-counterpoint with you because I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. But yeah. um, don't you think if the viewership is there... yeah. Those shows will resurface. It's not. It wouldn't be out of out of the realm of possibility for them to resurface on a Disney platform, right? Well, the the thing is, Steve, Netflix has rights for all of those the right. Defenders shows. The Defenders so shows. Disney, okay. Disney can't put up the first three seasons of Daredevil on Disney Plus. Sure, right? no, because I guess, they, of course. if they make a season four, it's going to be without the first three seasons. Yeah, yeah. So if if Daredevil continues on, it'll probably be in. A Disney format of some sort, but Netflix put up the money and the filming and the crews and everything else. Is that correct? I thought that was that, 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 but I know they have the right. That, that's the re- that's the reporting that's out there. Yeah, and I with Nico, with all respect to what you're saying, I, I am kind of waiting to see are those shows still on Netflix when Disney Plus launches. That's where I'll believe that reporting at that point. Yeah. But I, but I hope you're right. I really hope you're right because so, those things are amazing. I'm going to get back on the Greg thing because I know he's probably like, why the hell are you calling me out? So I'm going to call you out because we had a conversation about this and I did want to bring this up and I did it in a shocking way. Sorry, Greg, but here's how it goes. Um, I have an issue because they're pulling the plug on these and they've already announced or at least there's rumors circling that there are going to be four new shows. We talked about a couple of the titles uh, characters that we have seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, I'm all for the fact that they're building content, but they're stripping away your your right to something we already own to go out and purchase something else that's going to be another 10 bucks a month or whatever mm. they're going to charge. It's Disney. Again, they own half the freaking planet, yeah. so they can do whatever the hell they want. That just feels like too much power in one hands, mm. and I love that they have the ability to do it, but Jesus Christ, they have like $1.7 trillion already. Can you just back off a bit? Do you need that extra $0.3 billion or whatever? But it's a it's... double-edged sword, right? So they have those types of resources so that, that they can produce amazing content. Yeah, but I'm sure I haven't read the contracts, but I'm sure making a deal with Netflix to air a bunch. Of... Seriously, guys, how have we – we have talked about these shows a bunch, and I know a bunch of us are fans of these shows. Uh, they are – amazing content dark and brooding content you wouldn't get like in an Avengers film or Ant-Man or something you're getting some really dark stuff that we really appreciate from the comic books well what's to prevent Disney from adding a channel called Disney at night Disney after dark (laughs) holy crap (laughs) I I thought you were going somewhere else so I wanted to jump on that if Disney provided the same thing that would not be the same thing if Disney put Mm -hmm. out Daredevil Mm -hmm. season 4 on Disney plus it's not going to be Disney from Netflix. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Daredevil from Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lighter version. They are, they would not do that. And if they did, I would be so unbelievable, 100% shocked that they would do something like Dave, that. Dave, what, was, what were you going to say, Dave? No, I was going to say they, they don't need to come up with another streaming service. They already have another streaming service. They're getting majority ownership in Hulu out of the deal with Fox. Well, yeah, okay. Mm, okay. So that 
in my mind, that's where some of this stuff is going to go. The like the Hollywood picture stuff, the the old Touchstone picture stuff. I mean, does anybody really think Pretty Woman is going to be available for streaming on Disney Plus? That's what no, I'm saying. I don't. It's 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 off brand for what the Disney lo- you know logo represents. That stuff yeah. I think goes goes to Hulu. Mm. Yeah, and and sorry, Greg. Earlier, I just wanted to say when I said administration, I didn't mean the evil Nazi people. I meant, <laughs> <laughs> I meant the, the people that are always putting a little bit of a spin on it. That's what I'm trying to say here is that Disney can put all this stuff out there, but these contracts were with companies that would allow us to see content that we would. We enjoyed. I mean, it was critically acclaimed. It was fan loved. I mean, granted, the viewership went down a little bit, and Iron Fist sucked balls. But um, my my, <laughs> I think my, I think that's real insulting to ball suckers everywhere. First I, of all, actually, first of is. all, it I is. have to isolate that clip. Iron Fist sucked balls. <laughs> that's just fantastic. Okay. I, to be fair, though, I'm I'm sure it kind of did. So yeah. Uh. <laughs> I heard season two got better. I hadn't seen it, and I know they made up a little bit on the Defender show, but that was still even kind of campy and goofy. But seriously, Jessica Jones and Daredevil and even Punisher, for me, I mean, Punisher was an amazing, dark Hmm. show that represented that book so much that I thought I'd never see. And and God knows we've seen, what, three versions of it? Four versions in movies? Hmm. There was the Dolph Lundgren one. There was... Well, the Dolph Lundgren one was barely the Punisher. That was the Punisher name only. Yeah. But there were a couple other... You shut your filthy whore mouth, Greg Lund. (laughs) (laughs) See, I just said you were putting a spin on it. Now you're a filthy whore. What's going on? All right, I'm going to take another crack at this. I'm going to steer us back to Star Wars. Okay, let's get back. Because we do have some really important stuff to cover. We're running a little short on time. We're doing okay, but there's some critical stuff we have to cover. All right. And uh, when I say critical, you know I'm talking about Legos, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you seen the Lego Vader's castle? I own it. You what? what? No, I don't. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> wow. We all there, just there split was, from the for, show. For people, for people at home who don't get to watch the video stream of this, <laughs> Scott and Steve both literally double-taked into the camera off Greg's out. Like, what? StarWars.com. There's a Star Wars show. I have a little clip here. Uh, Lego Vader's Castle. God, I want this for Christmas. If you've ever wanted to bring a little bit of Darth Vader's home into your own, then you might want to consider grabbing Lego's brand new Vader's Castle set. The set contains 1,060 pieces and five minifigs, including Vader, back-to-tank Vader, two royal guards, and an Imperial transport pilot. The set retails for $129.99 and is available exclusively on Amazon.com for pre-order beginning tomorrow. Final... You get Vader and back to tank Vader. I was going to say back to tank <laughs> no, Vader. That's funny. Why can't you just take his helmet off and it's Batka tank Vader's so, face? So, say that five times fast. No, no, no. I got to see the figure now because isn't he naked and in pieces hanging in the in the back? Sort of. Tank? Yeah, okay. sort of. He kind of is, I guess. Oh, no, are you go. asking if you get to see Vader's saber? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's wow. Disney <laughs> after dark. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Uh, guys, we've got to cover this. Going to bring us down just a little bit. It's dangerous to be a famous screenwriter Uh-oh. right now. We have we had another unfortunate passing this week. Gloria Katz, uh, yeah. who wrote, among other things, American Graffiti. And she helped polish up a little movie called Star Wars. Uh, died at 76 last week. 
the Oscar nominee collaborated with her husband, Willard Hayek, on several George uh, Lucas film projects. Um, there's a great quote in here. She says, uh, let me find it really quick. Oh, she said that Lucas had, quote, a lot of reservations, unquote, about his script for his follow-up to American Graffiti, Star Wars. As filming was about, about to begin, he said, okay, I got to do the George voice for this because it's perfect. He <laughs> said, polish it, write anything you want, and then I'll go over it and see what I need. She said, George didn't want anyone to know we worked on the script, so we were in this cone of silence. Can't you just imagine George saying, just write whatever you want, and I'll figure it out later. <laughs> it's a classic. That's the movie we've talked for three three years about, <laughs> and our whole lives about. Um, anyway, she, uh, she, she passed 76 years old, Oscar nominee, Gloria Katz. Uh, she will be missed, and uh, she had quite a, quite a nice little career there. Quite the run. Good run. American Graffiti. Oh, man. Yeah. Great one. Great one. Yeah. Um, so also wanted to uh, touch on some classic uh, A New Hope information here and uh, The Empire Strikes Back, actually. Uh, costume designer. Oh, her, his name slipped my mind now. Um, Molo. Nico Rodriguez. Molo. <laughs> his name is uh, John. John Molo. John Molo was the uh, costume designer on The Empire Strikes Back and, I believe, A New Hope. And his original sketchbooks for designing the costumes that were in those two films are up on auction. You know, I love these auctions. We always, I always like to cover these because when I was a kid, I, I, I remember thinking like, oh, I want... Like a prop from the film, I would love to have a. I would love to have Han Solo's gun, which of course sold for like half a million dollars last year. We covered it, uh, so I, I always pay attention to these uh, these uh, sales that that happen. So the John Molo or Molo, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Let's Molo. go with Molo. Molo? The yeah. John like marshmallow. The John Molo archive goes on sale December 11th. Designing an empire, the John Molo archive expected to fetch between one hundred thirty thousand and one hundred ninety thousand uh, dollars. Those are the sketchbooks from the first movie. Well, the books from the sequel—that's the Empire Strikes Back—are estimated to be worth between one hundred and one hundred sixty thousand dollars. So that is coming to an online auction near you. I will throw this out there uh, in my research for the Star Wars Tweet of the Week that is yet to come. Uh, I, I looked at Mark Hamill's Twitter page, and because there is news about a Luke Skywalker original, I'm doing air quotes, Star Wars lightsaber going up for auction, mm. he says, uh, his tweet reads, Be advised, there was no one lightsaber I used in the film, but many many all caps both for myself and for my stunt double multiple duplicate backup props are commonplace during production when handle ridges were cutting my hands they even made a few with soft spongy ridges hashtag buyer beware okay gotcha gotcha Hmm. well talking about mark hamill on twitter greg that's a great segue because there's this story these last three stories we're ending on a high note here guys excellent (laughs) just some bizarre star wars stuff out there this week Star Wars star Mark Hamill reacts to a crime story about a suspect named Luke Skywalker. Texas Ranger. This poor kid. 
His family name I'll is. Come at you like a spider monkey. His his family name is Walker, and his parents named him Luke Sky. Luke Skywalker. Parents, parents are idiots. I'm sorry. That's just cruel. Twenty one. Just cruel. Of Johnson City, Tennessee, is facing a probation violation charge. Authorities Wait, say. Wait, there's a city in the south called Johnson City. <laughs> yeah, my cousin Merrill Johnson's right there. That's right, Alvin Johnson. Uh, that's Rock Ridge, I think I'm thinking of. Uh, anyway, uh, sentence. Somebody's got to go back and get a shitload of dimes. This is uh, reading from. <laughs> this is reading from FoxNews.com. Sentencing a child to carry the name Luke Skywalker through life is more of a crime than violating probation on a theft charge, according to Star Wars actor Mark Hamill, who recently reacted to news accounts of the arrest of a Tennessee man. Quote, The real crime here is Mr. and Mrs. Walker saddling this poor guy with that name in the first place, yeah. <laughs> Hamill tweeted. Uh, just incredible. And the poor guy has his uh, mugshot all over the internet and Mark Hamill retweeting it. Uh, Luke Sky. Walker lands in jail after arrest in Tennessee. Man. Okay, I'm, I got to put this out there. This has been <laughs> controversial because it's been in the news, but there was recently, uh, uh, I believe, an employee of, I don't remember the airlines, that was fired or or reprimanded for making fun of a, a youth's name that was spelled A-B-C-D-E, and it's pronounced absidy. Okay. And I didn't know this. So there was a bit, a lot of talk about this in the news. And uh, this person mocked this child. And first of all, you're an idiot for doing this in front of the person and their parent. You're just an idiot. Eh, that's too nice. You're an asshole. Okay. And yeah. second of all, <laughs> the parent, I feel really bad. I'm glad this person was reprim reprimanded and everything was happening. This is the same situation here. The parents, you're assholes too. Stop it. Stop it with the crazy names. You don't need this. It's funny, and you did it for attention. I'm done with you people. Is the kid's sister's named F-G-H-I-J? Oh, you're going to get us in trouble, man. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to get us in trouble. That is kind of cool. I kind of like that. Well, there's some uh, research. What is it? Absidy? waiting all Absidy. night to use that joke, Scott. He's been <laughs> waiting all night. Seriously. And that's how you greet him with that. But yeah, I, I've been I, I've been reading Scott's mind all night. That's a scary place. That is. <laughs> it is a scary place. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's just that, that's my two cents on All that. right. We got another story, guys, <laughs> in the news. From the dark side of the force. Another Star Wars names in the news this week. What is yeah, going who, on? Who knows? I don't know. Darksideoftheforce.com. Polish couple gets permission to name their child after beloved Star Wars character. Now, if you, ha I hope you haven't seen this article yet. I have not. Guess the name of the character. All right. All right. Everyone. That they named their child. Who has anyone? BB-8. <laughs> that would be great. Has you anyone know. read this article? Besides, I have not read this article. I have not. All right. All right. Beloved character. Let's go. Who's, who's, I'm going to so say. So we got one for BB-8. I'm saying Yoda. And really, we have to ask permission before we name things after things that already exist. That's a, that's a thing now. I'm going, I'm going with Dengar. That's what I'm going with. with Dengar. <laughs> oh, good call. That was strong. Oh, man. I uh, take everything I said about you back right now. Dave. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give this this one to Nico. He called it out first. 
Kid's name is Yoda. Yoda. Yep. Oh, did uh, Nico say that too? I didn't hear Nico, it. Nico called it out, yep. Well, uh, I'm, I assume, Scott, that much the way I do, you ignore me as soon as I start <laughs> talking. I know when your ass I have going off. I, I have uh, Nico dampening earphones right now. So, so check this out. So uh, these parents, the Stazkowski family, chose Yoda because of how unique it was. However, they hit a snag when the Registry and Polish Language Council refused to allow them to use that name. Turns out... <laughs> <laughs> it turns like, out in no. Pol- this is I, I don't understand this, but in Poland, no word, no I guess no name. It's, it's kind of a strangely written column here, but no in Poland, no word, so no name can begin with Y. <laughs> the parents believe that Iota <laughs> or Joda. Is this the onion.com I'm reading it's, it's from? It's got to be right. Uh, didn't have enough uniqueness and wanted Yoda as their son's middle name. Uh, the parents fought to keep their son's name the way they wanted. Determined they placed a counter-complaint with the PLC. That's the Polish Language Council. In the Assholes. four years since their son. Uh, that was four years ago, and I guess it was just granted. Kid's name is Yoda. His middle name? Is that what middle name, yeah, middle name. Kid's name is officially Igor Yoda <laughs> Staskowski. Are you sure you didn't say Dengar Yoda? Oh my god. Igor. Well, you must have a talk Igor. Names can't begin with a Y, so fuck them, I say. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Interesting. All right. All right. All right, guys, we got to get to this final story here, guys. You going to make so us cry excited. again? Final story. Cry? Well, uh, is this breaking news? We have spies all over the internet, yeah, first of all. We do. And... Uh, one of them tipped us off. I'm going to hand it over to Nico in a second because Nico is the one that got the tip. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I mean, usually I prefer the whole thing, but yeah. Woo! Uh, Nico discovered that there is another show on the internet. If you want to call it. Another Star Wars-oriented show. Can we use air quotes for that? <laughs> called... The Wretched Hive Star Wars Podcast. Imposter! Yeah. Now, the link that, I have... That is the real fake news right there. The link the I have real. is at YouTube, YouTube.com. So apparently it's a vid- video podcast. Uh, yeah, but it's just... A, a, oh, go ahead, Nico. Yeah, Seems like it's it. Like a, the guy's standing in front of a wall of action figures that he's got. And okay. his... Pretty much all of his posts, all of his videos are about um, collectibles. The 3.75 inch Star Wars collectible figures. So it's That's a, fo- it's a, col- so channel. is it like a collector's cast, like a Star no, Wars? No, it's collect- him talking about the new. Is new Scott running this podcast on the side? <laughs> That's, what, That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the beginning. I'm gonna play about the first minute or so, so you get a feel. For a show we've discovered, the Star Wars, sorry, the Wretched Hive Star Wars podcast from YouTube. Check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the ultimate Star Wars Finish Collection podcast from Wretched Hive with your host, only Kenobi. It's only one Kenobi. 
I'm well, guessing... hello there. This is only one Kenobi. Only one. And, well, I'd like to say this is episode one, but it's not. It's uh, it's episode 11, but it's almost like the the relaunch of, well, a program I made a while ago called The Wretched Hive. And the reason I made that was just because I wanted to do a show kind of thing that was covering lots of different things all in one go. Uh, if I ever had something I wanted to talk about that was kind of like a review of a film or I had several different things I wanted to talk about that I didn't want to put into one title. I just thought, well, I'm going to make a show called The Wretched Hive. And I what a great idea. Do that. So that's where that's come from. That's been going on for a few months now. But all inspired by The Forces with Jesse, he has started a new podcast and it's kind of made me think. To all right. So, okay. This is it, the it, it first of all. It goes to 11. <laughs> so uh bang up graphics by the way that, yeah. that radio well tower. so uh the image we're looking at is uh, obi-wan kenobi standing on the cliff uh on tatooine looking over moss eisley yeah. and uh with the text beneath it the wretched hive yeah, and on the other side one, of the cliff yeah. there's like a radio how, tower how so original. it's like he's broadcasting yeah he's broadcasting so uh just begs well, the don't, question don't use that as your logo on itunes buddy because they will shut your shit down <laughs> as <you come> <laughs> oh man we would know yeah. uh so <laughs> i i have a mission guys i i'm i'm, I'm putting out a quest Ooh. i want this guy on our show i want only one kenobi to make a guest appearance Okay. On the real Wretched Hive podcast, the real. So I, there are questions and there are things I just want to get out there. But if, right. if that's his name that he likes to use, why does he have to go with the Wretched Hive? Why? I. You could ask him that when he's on the show. When he's on, have you reached out yet? No, I have okay. not. Okay, Scott, he's not from Poland. Only when Kenobi is not his real name. <laughs> it doesn't start <laughs> with a Y. So he, I want to see his driver's license. <laughs> so if anyone knows only one kenobi or can contact mr one kenobi uh that's really too bad because I, I i know several kenobi kenobis i don't only know one so we all know that there's more one kenobi because there's ray kenobi ah, i was waiting for it man there it is oh. there you go wah, wah. i need a want want <laughs> Um, so let's reach out to him, guys. Uh, we'll put our intern Callista on this and uh, see see if he'll come on our show. It'll be fun. There's another podcast out there. It's a video podcast called The Wretched Hive. Who knew? No, 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 no. Listeners, please, if you do contact this gentleman, be nice. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. But just let him know that he's encroaching on territories well, by other people. Yeah. I, I, I subscribe to the... Um, the uh, the Patrick Swayze method of being nice until it's time to not be nice. <laughs> All right. Are you going Roadhouse that, on us here? That's, I was going to say, like that is like the full, worst movie slogan ever for Roadhouse. Full on Dalton. I'm going full on Dalton. No, busting heads and breaking hearts was the slogan for Roadhouse. Get it right. <laughs> see, that's a lot better. That is a movie you will go see right there. That, that's right. You know, that movie is why I always keep four spare tires in my trunk. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's got uh, what's his name in it? Uh, you did the impression, oh, yeah. Sam Steak. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. It's what's for dinner. Yeah. All right. Only one Kenobi. Recall. Reach out to a show at Wretched Hive. 
net, and uh, we want you on our show, buddy. Yeah, you, you so, cannot forget the name. Yeah, you'll find us. Yeah. So can I can I just throw something <laughs> in point. real quick? Yeah, please. I, I like three shows ago, I I shared a clip with you, Steve, of uh, Ralph Garman doing a Harrison Ford impersonation, and we've not been able to use it on I'm, the show. I apologize for that. You did share that with me. Yes. I thought I was really really cool for doing that, and I just. <laughs> Clearly, I wasn't. So I just wanted to do a little group therapy time about that, real quick. <laughs> are you What's gonna Are you gonna now? share it with only one Kenobi? <laughs> so maybe it'll get played on his show. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we're gonna get into some kind of copyright dispute here, we got to get all my material out and on the air quickly. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if we had a copyright dispute, we would have been nailed years ago. Yeah, by years. This little Lucasfilm Limited, whatever company what, that is. What did he say? He's, it, this was episode 11. Uh, it's like a reboot, of, but not... I'm, it's like episode 11, but not really. So he's really very understand. much following the George Lucas model for doing things in <laughs> chronological order. <laughs> or his show is just like ours, and he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> well, cheers to that, mate. Yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe he's had Bob Iger on the Bob show. Bob Iger. I don't know. Bob Iger. All right. Uh, it's time for this. It's the Star Wars Tweet of the Week. Yeah! Really? Curious. Because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless positivity. You're gravely mistaken. Come to your senses! Well, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, what do you got for us this week? It is short. It is sweet. It is to the point this guy this this week guys. It is Slutty Ray. Back in our ear holes. Ah, oh, I miss Slutty Ray. Ray. You know, thanks uh, Thanksgiving just passed by and Slutty Ray was thankful. From November 22nd, thankful for Ben. He's going to stuff my turkey real soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, she is filthy. That one, Ugh. dirty, dirty, mm. dirty little slutty Ray. <laughs> I love that uh, you said she's back in our ear holes and she's gonna fill them. <laughs> That's good stuff. Oh god, let's close the shop up here. All right, guys, big announcement. Big announcement this week. We have a special... There's a second Wretched Hive podcast. We have a special event coming up. Not with Obi-Wan... Wait, what's his name again? One Obi-Wan Kenobi? Only one. Only only one Kenobi. No, not him. No! I'm talking about Timeless Pints. We are doing a live podcast event January 6th to Sunday after the holidays... Timeless Pints Brewery, best beer in Long Beach, California, or anywhere. Uh, and we are doing it live with friends of the show, the John McCloy Band. The John McCloy Band guys. is playing live at Timeless Pints on Sunday afternoon. We are doing an in-studio interview with them while they play live in between songs at Timeless Pints. And we are going to be broadcasting live. From Timeless Pints. Are interviewing them while they're playing their music, Steve? That's yes. Rude. They're going to be like shoving me out of the way. <laughs> Get out of the way, Star Wars boy. Uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Join us down at Timeless Pints. Wear a Star Wars shirt or a John McCloy Band shirt. 
come down. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great beers on tap. Hang out with the Hive. I'll be there. Scott will be there. I'm not sure about the rest of you all, but hopefully we can all make it. I'm going to make an official announcement that they're all going to be there. All right. They're yep, all going yep, to. We're, yep. we're committing. We're committing the, the entire crew. <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, we hope you come out. It's going to be a great, great time. January 6th at uh, Timeless Pints Brewery in Lakewood, California. So come out and see us. What and, time is that show? Uh, band goes on between 2 and 3 p.m. They play for two hours, so it will be done by five. That's important to know. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank, why, thank you, Greg, for asking. Uh, between now and then, if you want to connect with us, find us online at wretchedhive.net, on Facebook at facebook.com, Wretched Hive Podcast. Email the show at show at wretchedhive.net. Call the Wretched Hive hotline at 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE or H-I-V-E if you can't spell HIVE. Guys, episode 76 is in the books, and that's all we have time for. Have a great week, everybody, and may the force be with us all. With Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. God, I thought we made it through without one of those god uh, Right, right, right in your ear hole, Steve. <laughs> right. right in the ear hole. Who needs slutty Ray to fill my ear holes with stuff? You got Greg Wentz. <laughs> that's a golden rod right in your ear oh, it's going to be the last thing you think about before you go to sleep oh god and Greg Land is a son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs>